Hey there, friends. Welcome to In the Lab. This is one of my favorite In the Labs of the entire year that we do. And I think we've done it, I know we've done it once. We might have done it twice. But anyways, my name's Drew Doherty. That's John Harris. And today on In the Lab, John, we're making the Texans a better football team. Oh, okay. And we're doing so by drafting players from the past. Okay. Out of the current selection. So, like, the Texans have the third overall pick. Uh, so, we've got... Andre Johnson. All the all-time third overall picks, and we're going to get into that. Okay. Because there but might be some... that's the way we're thinking. Exactly. Okay. So, there might be some reasons to change your mind about that. Okay. But all of the third-round picks in the history, or third overall picks in the history of the draft, starting in 1936 in that case, because some of the years are a little different, are at our disposal. So, there's 11 selections total. I'm going to write them down. And we're not going to get too exhaustive on this. We could. We could spend a, an entire yep. podcast on every single one of these picks, but we're not. Yep. It's going to be the Reader's Digest version, Okay. and we're going to get going. So, with the third overall pick, John, okay. you There's could. good options here. The Texans, they've had it once. They had Andre Johnson in 2003. Yep. Say no more. I mean, he's a Hall we're of Famer. Not going any further. Book. He's a Hall of Famer in my book. Okay. Now, You've had some people who have changed the game at their positions, respectively, also chosen. So yes. 12 who've been chosen third overall wound up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Right. Our good pal, Tyler Marcotte, he's Detroit Lions fan. Yes. Numero uno growing up. Now he loves the Texans. But uh, when he was a little guy, he had his Detroit Lions PJs. He went yep. to sleep under his Detroit Lions bed sheets at night. Bobby Lane, maybe the greatest Detroit Lion Ooh. ever. Oh, or is he? I think I was thinking of a different one. Because there's another uh, third overall pick by the Detroit Lions. Uh, Doak Walker, who you could say is maybe the great – oh, no, no. Uh, Barry Sanders was also a third overall pick. But Doak Walker was a third overall pick, too. All three of those pretty good. Two of them were Heisman winners. Uh, two of them, Lane and Walker, played in the same backfield in high school. How about that? you got the greatest Texas quarterback, not named Vince Young, and then uh, you got Doak Walker, who's the greatest SMU football player. It's kind of like uh, Clayton Kershaw and Matt Stafford were high school teammates. <laughs> exactly like that. Something like that. Also taken at third overall, Y.A. Tittle, Hall of Famer from LSU. He's a quarterback, played uh, in, the, in the league for a long time in the 60s. Ollie Matson. Oh, yeah. A guy named Johnny Robinson, who was an LSU. Chiefs. Safety. Yeah. He he had like nearly 60 interceptions All AFL in team. All amazing. AFL decade. All decade AFL team is what I should say. As, he was a, great. as a child of the 80s like you, I know Merlin Olsen from yeah. uh, the Dick Enberg-Merlin Olsen tandem on NBC. But – he was a house on the prairie too. Was that different? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was a phenomenal uh, defensive tackle for the Rams for a long time. He was three overall. Yep. So was Charlie Taylor, a wide receiver for the yep. for Washington. Dick Butkus. I mean, some people yeah. associate the linebacker position with Dick Butkus. Yes, they do. You had a dog named Butkus. I did have a dog named Butkus, named after Dick Butkus. Yes. Claude Humphrey, maybe the most underrated defensive Ooh, lineman of all yeah. time. He was a sack master for the Falcons for about 14 years. Another guy who you could say is the best left tackle ever, best offensive lineman ever, Anthony Munoz. Oh, good one. Third overall. Yeah. Barry Sanders and then Cortez I Kennedy. Munoz was at two. That's why. I, okay. He was third overall. third overall. So you've got those guys. Those are 12 who are in the Hall of Fame. You've also got Dre, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame yes. someday. The year after Dre was picked, Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. picked by wow. the Cardinals. Wow. That's pretty good. Joe Thomas, pro bowler just about every He'll single year, but his, but his last. And then Matt Ryan. And Joey Bosa, two excellent picks. Yes. This is a Houston Texans podcast. We love the Houston Texans. Andre Johnson is the chalk. The only guy I think I would consider bumping for, for him would be Munoz, just because of how Ooh. amazing he would be. 
But do we want to do I would that? consider Barry Sanders. Of course you'd, yeah. But, yeah, it's a Texas podcast. We're going with We're, we're going to stick Dre. with Dre. Yeah, so, Texans go to the uh, podium, and they take Dre first overall. My Sharpie does not work. So, um, here you go. I got a pencil you got right a pencil? over here. As I, I like pencils. The there you go. Yeah. Pencil, sharpened. Lo-fi. So, Dre okay. is our first pick. Dre's first pick. All right, pick now, number 13. Gets interesting here. We go okay. on to 13, like you oh, say. Oh, I know who I'm putting at 13. Do you, though? I do. All right. Without a doubt. Because. I know who it is. Long time ago. I remember. I think he's 13. Yeah. There's been some greats who've been picked there. Yeah. Tony Gonzalez at tight end. Nobody played in more games yeah. or started more games than he. Six-time All-Pro. Dude, Bob Lilly is Mr. Cowboy. First great Pretty Dallas good. Cowboy. First guy to go in Pretty the Hall good. of Fame. An absolute terror on the interior of the defensive line. Not taking Cowboy. <laughs> not doing it. You're also an Oilers fan from way yes. back. You're not going to take Franco Harris, even though that guy – I, I uh, until I did this exercise, I've written a series of articles. I didn't realize how great that guy was. I knew Franco? he was like a, I knew he was a Hall of Famer and all that stuff, but thousand yards every yeah, single Franco year yeah. until like the very end of his career, into his thirties, he bucked the once you turn thirty, you go off a cliff yeah. trend. Tight end Kellen Winslow, another game changer, senior. position changer, senior, senior. Yes, yeah, senior. thank you for okay. that distinction. Uh, a guy named Ace Parker. He went to the. He was drafted by the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah, in football. Yeah. There was a Brooklyn Dodgers. He, he played everything. World War II took him out for four seasons, but he came back after the war. He went into the Hall of Fame in 72. Yep. So I'm not going to put him in, though. Okay. But the guy I'm leaning for and leaning towards, and the guy I think you are as well, was a guy who we stood next to. You and I stood next to each other on the, on the field post-practice Senior Bowl 2014, and we were just about eye level with this guy. Yep. But we walked away from the interview thinking – I like that. I like the cut of his jib, yeah. the way he was dealing with the media, and you liked what he you done he'd done in college, and we've loved what he's done since. But he's one of the most ferocious defensive players in the history of the NFL. He's still playing, just won a Super Bowl ring. Aaron Donald. That Is was that, the one. I mean, can that you, was the one. I mean, all those others, great names, but Aaron Donald's the best. I mean, I don't know how you encapsulate what that guy has been able to do. Like you said, we were down there in the field. I saw him in the Renaissance Hotel that weekend or that week. He happened to be in front of me, probably about five, six feet in front of me. And he just all of a sudden stopped and realized something, either he was going the wrong direction or that he needed something. He turned around. As he turned around, I'm looking eye to eye. Yeah. He's not enormous. And my favorite story still uh, from a senior bowl is I was standing there talking to an um, FBS coach, very popular one. One that I got to know. And we were watching – his guys, and I said, hey, coach, tell me about your guys. Oh, talking about this guy, and there was an offensive lineman. He pointed at the offensive lineman. He said, he said that guy right there is going to be a first-round pick, and I'm telling you, Pitt got out of his mouth. He's going against Donald, and Donald just tortured him <laughs> and did it to everybody through the week. And I remember thinking, man, if that guy's a first-round pick, then how good is that guy? Well, that guy wasn't a first-round pick, but Donald was that guy yep, for sure. Yeah, when you said 13, it was like, I know this one. This, you know, we've Pretty gone easy. on for a few. We've gone on for a few minutes about it, but we could have done that in ten seconds because we both knew it was Donald. So that's the second pick that the Texans had. It's court, courtesy of the uh, Browns from Pretty that good. trade last March, about a month ago. Thirty seventh overall pick is in the second round, okay. and this is where it's interesting. Like the numbers go down as far as, mo- you know, almost all but four guys drafted third overall played a game in the NFL. Yes. But now you start dropping off. I mean, not everybody even makes it. Yeah. You know, because you go back. There was the war. There was other stuff going on. Back in the early days of the NFL, 
for some guys, it made more sense to just go get a job job. Yeah. You'd make more money. You made more money. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that happened for a lot of guys. Now, in the second round at 37th overall, there's a Hall of Famer, and there's only one guy chosen 37th. He's a quarterback named Norm Van Brocklin Ooh. out of Oregon. So he played for the Rams. Yep. He was drafted in 49, and it was a different game back then. And he won a championship in 60 with the Eagles. Yeah, and he won one before that with the Rams. But he was pretty good. I was about to say something about Norm Van Brocklin, but I caught myself because, again, this is a Texans podcast. Yes. But Norm Van Brocklin won that championship in 1960, and the very next year the Minnesota Vikings were an expansion team. Yeah. I guess who coached that team and coached Fran Tarkington. Who? Norm Van Brocklin. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Crazy. Okay, but here's where it gets interesting. Okay, all right. We're not going to do Norm Van Brocklin. We've got to hear some options. Randall Cunningham. Oh, boy. He's picked 37th overall. Nine-time no, nine no, pro bowler. No, okay. I'm troubled. Also 37th, Eric Weddle, a safety. Hey, Eric Weddle. Pretty good. That's cool. Another uh, 37th overall pick, Darren Woodson. Won three Super Bowl rings. He's really good. Oh, that's actually solid, 37. And, of course, you can't. we can't have any list without this guy, Sean Cody, nose tackle. Oh, 37. Chosen by Marcotte's Tri- Lions, but uh, he, Lions, uh, yeah. he came here and was uh, famous. Maximize his potential here in Houston. We would. We love him, but we're not taking you 37th overall, Sean Cody. I think for that's me, your it's buddy Drew saying that. I would have taken you, Cody, but that's Sean. That's Dyer saying that. Would not have. Now, for me, it's coming down to Weddle and Cunningham. Now, Davis Mills is the quarterback. Yeah. But, you know, you want to make sure you got some uh, some competition. Or Randall Cunningham went to nine Pro Bowls. He went to nine, nine Pro Bowls. I would have never guessed that number. Yeah. Never. But when you think about Randall Cunningham, obviously with the Eagles, he was so good. But also, the one year he had with the Vikings in 1998, he wasn't even supposed to be the starter. That was Brad yeah. Johnson. And he, he had Johnson a couple great hurt. years with them. Yeah, Johnson gets hurt. Randall steps in, ends up being the guy for a while, going to a few Pro Bowls that way. So, I would lean Eric Weddle. Yeah, because I'm a former safety, and I love Weddle's game. And I think safety would uh, be a spot the Texas would look at in this draft, anyways. But I love Randall Cunningham, man. That's a hard. That's that's a hard one. And in a pinch, and this might put me over the edge. You get punt. Randall Cunningham, you get punt. Let's do it. This is no disrespect to. Let's go, Randall Cunningham. Yeah, this is no disrespect to Davis, but it's it's Randall freaking yeah, Cunningham. Yeah. Children of the '80s, you played Tecmo Bowl yeah, too. You Randall saw Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. So he write that down. We got him in RC okay. twelve. All right. Now we move on to sixty eighth. Okay. That's our the Texans' first third rounder. They have two. Second one comes at eightieth. That's from the Saints via the Bradley Roby trade. Keeps getting interesting here. No Hall of Famers, but you got one of Lovey Smith's most favorite players ever. And it's a position tech. I mean, just about every position yeah, you Tillman? can upgrade. Not there. That is one of his favorites. Oh. Lance Briggs. Oh, Bri- Ooh, Briggs. Seven Pro Bowls. Bears oh. took him out of Arizona back in the day. Yeah. He was really, really good. I mean, picked off 16 passes in his career. Yeah. Think about that. Who leads the uh, the Texans all time in interceptions? Kareem, uh, I mean, uh, JJ. 19. Right? So he only had three less than. J. J. Joe had 19? Yeah. Did Kareem have 19 also? I think he had 18. 18, yeah. I thought J. Joe I think J. Joe broke, broke the tie by one. So you got Lance Briggs. Uh, Tom Briggs. Tom Tupa, he he started a lot of games at punter, but you already got your punter with Cunningham. Yeah. Jake Reed was somebody that he caught a lot of passes for the Vikings. But, you know, uh, Texans have taken two at this spot. Justin Reed, most recently in 2018, and then Devere Posey. Oh, 68, yeah. At in, in tw- uh, 20 and 2012. Gotcha. So those guys are there, but I think it's kind of clear here. You take Lance Briggs. You're gonna beef up the defense, right? Yeah, I think Briggs. Briggs fits for a number of reasons. Uh, he knows the defense, mm-hmm. 
and the the pass coverage skills of those linebackers, Briggs and Urlacher. And for a long time, Urlacher was there were so many different things written about Urlacher. Oh, he's the most overrated guy in the league. I never I never really saw that, but I think his value wasn't always as just a run stuffer. Because you think of linebacker, oh, how does he stop the run? But Urlacher and Briggs were so good in pass coverage, I think that really changed. I don't know if change is the right word. I mean, they were on the same scheme, but I think it just gave the Bears such a fortified back end. You had Peanut Tillman, you had Mike Brown, um, and then you had those two linebackers. So you had the guys at the back and you had the guys at the front. It, it worked very, very well. So Lance Briggs stepping in, uh, I think, would be very nice at number 68. Here's an interesting one, 80th overall. So okay. it's your second, third rounder. It's from the Saints, like we mentioned. Two people have gone on to the Hall of Fame. Green Bay Packer, Jim Ringo. Yeah, center. Yep. Man, he was really good. Uh, so beginning in 1955 and going through his final season in 67, he started every single game for 13 straight years. Yep. His final four were in Philadelphia. He got a pair of rings with the Packers, 61 and 62. He went to 10 Pro Bowls. All-Pro six times. Jim Ringo, really, really good. But the other guy who's a Hall of Famer, Art Shell. Oh. Oakland left tackle. Drafted in 68, started one game that those first two NFL seasons, but in 70, every start, every game through 78. Played 15 years. God, he was so good. Pair of Super Bowl titles, eight Pro Bowls. He was also smart. I mean, he went on to be their head coach. He had he took him to the playoffs three times in six seasons. Gene Upshaw next to Art Shell, they played so long next to one another. Upshaw guard, Shell at tackle. That they would sit at dinner, they would sit on the plane, they would always sit with Upshaw on the right side and Shell on the left side, like they were playing a game. Yep. Everywhere they went, they were that wired in to one another, and that would help me. With us, because I'm deaf in my right ear. So if we always sat like this, I could always hear you. <laughs> so I always try to sit like this next to you so I can hear you. So right, it's a different right. reason. Our good friend Ted Johnson was deaf in his other ear. So we always sat like this. Right, right. So we could we could hear one another. Art Shell would be interesting because, all right, you got Larry Tunsil. Yeah. We think that Titus Howard is probably going to go. Uh, I bring up that story because the, which, which left tackle moves? Is it Shell or is it Tunsil? And then you take Titus and move him into guard at that point, I would imagine, so that you can maximize everybody on the front. It's something we talked about a lot with this draft. If you draft Neil or Aquanu, keeping it to the present day, what do you do? Do you move Titus or do you move Neil? Aquanu, how do you go about doing that? I think the hardest thing in this one is, do you move Laramie? Because Archell is so good. That's a tough one. Is that where we're going on this? I mean, that's hard I mean, not you could to. Just, you could just go with Ringo. Could. All pro center. You could. And you leave those two guys alone. But I think I'd rather add – I mean, you could you could bump Justin over to guard. You could do that, which I wouldn't be all that opposed to. But I think Shell is overall the better player. Cool Even though I grew up a Packers fan, knew all about Jim Ringo. I'm going to go Shell here, and then I'll just get him on the building. Sort it all out. out. And figure out where Shell's going to sit. Is he going to sit on that side or this side? I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay, so we're on on 107. Okay. We're on to the fourth round. Okay. This is the one of the picks you got from Cleveland. So you got the first rounder, obviously. We've already used that one. This is another Cleveland pick. And at 107 overall, kind of weird. Um, check it out. There was a nine-time Pro Bowler named Walt Sweeney. He was a guard, offensive yeah. lineman. 
Buffalo, Played Sir- Yeah, Syracuse. He was Cleveland's eighth-round selection in 63. Never suited up for the Browns because the Chargers chose him in the first round of that draft. Yeah. He was a Pro Bowler every year, 64 through 72. Hmm. Chargers won an, AFC t- an AFL title. He played 13 seasons in the NFL, so 167 games. So Walt Sweeney was kind of the best of that. Bears had a defensive back named Allen Ellis. He went to he picked off 22 passes in his career. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's good. Yeah. 49ers had an offensive lineman named Ted Conley, ninth round of the 54 draft, started 62 games. But I think it's kind of easy. It's you know the best player available at this point, right? Yeah. You want to go with Walt Sweeney and add an interior defending? Yeah. That would help the interior, so let's do it. Because you can figure something out there. Bolstered, we bolstered this offensive line today. Yeah. We could have done even more with Munoz, but we got Dre, so we're good. <laughs> That's why we're Fair next pick, strategic about this at 108. It's the next pick on uh, on that one. And how about this? We've got to keep going defensive line or offensive line. you got Jari Evans was the first guy there. Because, listen, nobody played more games, started more games, or went to more Pro Bowls than Evans. So he was the ninety, the best of the 90 at 108th other overall. He was picked by the Saints in 2006 out of Bloomsburg in Pennsylvania. Yep. Started every game at right guard as a rookie and did so for the next six seasons. He helped New Orleans to the NFC title game in 06 as a rookie. Yep. Won the Super Bowl ring in 09. Through 09 through 12, he was a first-team All-Pro. So you want to – I mean, we've got to beef up, keep beefing up if you're going to – Take the best player available. Yeah, what are their options? Were there any, any he other options? He had Bernie Parrish in 1958. He had played eight seasons for the Browns. Picked off 31 passes as a corner. That's good. Yep. Um, and then you had uh, a, a guy who played center for the Bucks for a long time and started a lot of games in the 90s, Tony Mayberry. Yeah. Um, but I would I, – No, it's Jari Evans. Jari Evans. So we're, we're sticking with offensive line. Jari Evans is really – How many offensive linemen? How many offensive linemen do we have? So we've Trey, taken offensive Donald, three straight. Cunningham, Briggs, last three picks. Okay. Yeah, but they're all good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm not complaining. We get Hall of Famers. You're gonna get Hall of Famers with picks 80, 107, and 108. Like, sign me up. Hey, I don't care. so, so with all this offense, offensive line help, why not get a good running back? You cool with that? Of course. And since we love the 80s, what are we at now? Because there's a gap between 108 and 182. 183. 183. So there's a big okay. gap. Um, Vincent Edward Jackson. Who? Oh, Bo Jackson. Bo that's knows. who. Yeah. Oh, this he is was picked. Slam. He was picked by the Raiders at 183 overall. Now you got to remember the year before in '86 he was the first pick of the Buccaneers. Said no thanks. I'm gonna go play baseball. Went to the Memphis, and then the Royals called him up from AAA. So he played for the Royals, but the the Raiders get him the next year. I mean, Bo, he's pretty much. The easy choice, 85 Heisman yep. winner, weird hip injury, derailed his career, but he averaged five yards a carry in his career. Think about this for a second mm-hmm. as it pertains to Bo Jackson. That was 1986. 5.4 yards career carry. Kyler Murray was a first-round pick in baseball. He was also the number one overall pick in football. This, what Bo Jackson did, akin to that would be if Kyler Murray told the Cardinals, nah. Yeah. Drafted me first overall. Nope, I'm gonna go play baseball, and that was all. That was a fear. That was a fear that the Cardinals that that could happen at some. Maybe it still happens. Who knows? But Murray was taken, I think, eighth or ninth overall by the Oakland Athletics. So there is, a, a, you know, some fear with that. But the NFL wasn't quite the monster it is now that it, 
I mean, it's not the monster it is now that right. it was back in 85 or 86. It, not quite. Baseball had a much higher Q rating, if you will. It was not this gap in between the two. I think Kyler Murray on draft night had walked up to the podium when he was interviewed and said, thanks, Cardinals, for picking me. <laughs> I'm going to Oakland to play baseball. Right. It would have just been chaos. Yeah. Now, at some point during that year, Bo Jackson did say, oh, I'm looking for a hobby. And so that's when football came into play. And then, of course, the Raiders took him, and they were hoping that they were going to be able to cash in on the hobby. And they did. But if you want kind of a gauge of what that was like, there still there still was some, there still was some like, whoa, what is he doing? Yeah. He's going to play baseball. There was still some of that, not quite the way it would have been had Kyler Murray. And I use Kyler Murray as an example because that's almost the exact example yeah. going number one overall. The Buccaneers back in '86 are the ones that messed that up. Both loved playing baseball, and they wanted to visit him. They flew him in on a helicopter from Auburn to Tampa. When he got back. He found out the NCAA ruled him ineligible because of the trip he had taken to Tampa, but Tampa had told him it was clear, and he was so mad at Tampa, he was like, forget it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to play for you guys. It's amazing. Uh, Fortunate for Tampa. The only other guy you might consider would be an offensive lineman, but we're stocked there. From Cy Fair High in Texas A&M, guy named Cody Reisen, Reisian. Yeah. Um, he, great career, 79 through 89, Browns. 11 seasons with Browns? the Browns. Yeah. yeah, he went to some pro, went to Pro Bowl in 86 and 87. Yep. Good good Browns teams back then, but we're going to go with Bo. No offense, yeah, Bo. Mr. Region. Yep. Uh, at 205th overall. Bo Jackson, 183, fills a need, too. Oh, it does. It does. Pretty big one. 205. Um, you got this. Guy named Eugene Daniel. You're like, what? Well, the Colts moved from Baltimore to Indianapolis, and their first year playing in Indy was 1984. So at 205th overall, Colts take this guy from LSU, and he didn't waste any time. Started 14 games that year, picked off six passes. Yep. Spent 13 years in Indy, 198 games just for the Colts. He's third in franchise history with 35 career picks. That's a, that's a lot of picks. Yep. Played also for the Ravens in 97. Um, started six more games, picked off three more passes. Been kind of slim pickings. Other than that, the only guy you might consider is Pierre Garçon, but Man, I'm going to take this Eugene Daniel. You, you cool with that? I mean, 35 career picks, a long time in the league. Started. Yeah, I mean, I think we've already got Dre. We've still got Brandon Cooks here, Nico Collins. Yeah. Pierre Garçon was one heck of a receiver and from Mount Union, like everybody sees some shorts. But Eugene Daniel helps that corner, so I'm good. Got to get better at corner, you know? Yeah. That's something that right. Lovey Smith has said. We got said. two more? 245 and 207. So 207. Okay. In the sixth round, 83 men have been drafted here since 1943. 40 of them never even appeared in a game. Wow. None. Wow. Okay? So, um, nobody played more at 207 than Antoine Bethay. Safety. Oh, heck yeah. Safety of the Colts. Let's do it. 14 NFL seasons. He was really good. But there was a linebacker on perhaps the greatest high school football team of all time. Certainly one of the most famous high school football yes. teams of all time. Talking about former Carter Cowboy, former Miami Hurricane Jesse Armstead. He was pretty good, man. He was all the way down at 207. Yeah, nine seasons with the Giants. 30 and a half sacks, five Pro Bowls. I still go Bethea. Still go with Bethea? Let's go Bethea. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we got Briggs already. We need bolster safety. Let's go with Bethea. He was solid player. Bethea. Let's you do it. it. Okay, and our right. final. Our Mr. Irrelevant. Anything but, man, because listen to this. You can get some what? good stuff right here. Oh, boy. You can get some really good stuff. 
because at 245, there's some interesting uh, things. You can get a future Hall of Famer. Ooh. Now, you bolster, you bolster the linebacker core, but you didn't add a Hall of Famer. You could add a Hall of Famer here. A guy named Chris Hanberger. Oh, from the Redskins. Yeah. Oh, not, sorry. Wait, it's like sorry, sorry. Pam versus Pan. Yeah. You know, it's Step Brothers. Yeah. It's Hanberger out of North yeah. Carolina. He was an 18th round selection in 1965 because there were 14 NFL teams back then. Yep. They had 20 rounds of the draft, and he wound up having a darn good career. Now, Butkus and Sayers were drafted in that draft way earlier, but he went 14 seasons with Washington. He played right linebacker. Jack Pardee was the left linebacker yep. for a lot of that time. Over the Hill Gang. He was a five-time All-Pro, 45-and-a-half career sacks, playing linebacker. Picked off 19 passes, yep. recovered 17 fumbles. He scored five times on defense. He got in as a uh, what the senior committee, I think, mm -hmm. put him in to the Hall of Fame. And then you start looking at those numbers, you're like, wait a second. That's Hall How of the heck did a senior yeah. committee? He just was always overshadowed by Party E in Washington, but steady. He's a, you know what? He's a lot like, he was a lot like Briggs. Yeah. Very steady. Did his job. Maybe overshadowed by the other guy next to him, but you could go – Way wrong not taking a guy like Hamburger, so I like it. So our draft is complete. Here's what we did. We took a wide receiver, a defensive tackle, a QB, a linebacker, a left tackle, a guard, a guard, a running back, a corner, a safety, and another linebacker. I mean, you got better on both yeah. sides of the ball. You got playmakers at receiver and running back. And Hall of Famers. Hall of, you got two already in the Hall of Fame. Donald is going to be there. Dre is going to be there. That's four right there. Yep. I mean, it's pretty nice. Can't do much better than that. That's good. This has been our In the Lab draft. The next one of these we do, it's probably going to have to be after the draft because I'm going to be in Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe we could do it Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll see. Yeah, but we'll see. it's coming. Figure in. it out. Hope you enjoyed this In the Lab.